welcome to the Neoborn and Andy a Human Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been so long we haven't talked, at least publicly. Jim, how are you doing? You look a little bit more relaxed, and I hope that everything is... Uh, coming with full wind as the spring is all around in many places in the world. Your case is uh, getting more energy and more people are supporting you. But a lot of people who might not be aware what has been happening to you and why. Well, thank you for asking, Neoborn. Nobody was talking to me three years ago when this began. And our government in Canada made a big deal about all these graves in one of our western cities called Kamloops saying that hundreds of indigenous children were murdered by their teachers, by their Christian teachers. And I said something wrong at the time, as you'll remember. I said that the evidence is that those that died who were in these schools did so mostly from disease. And there, there were never any missing children. There were never any children forced to go to these schools they were simply made to go to school like non-Indigenous children, like children around the world today. And, um, and certainly there's, there's, they found no graves. They found no, certainly no mass grave, which was originally what was reported. And um, so the, the blood libel, the, the bearing of false witness against Christian teachers, priests and nuns, turns out to have been what we suspect, I suspected right away. Um, to be very unfair to people who are, in most, to the most part, for the most part, are dead, and they can't come back and defend themselves, saying, "Are you kidding me? What what we did in those schools was lift these children from um, from a nomadic lifestyle without literacy and numeracy and hygiene and all sorts of things, and to make their lives better." So that's that's my story. And three years have gone. For a long time, I was very much alone. It was, wasn't easy. Um, my wife has um, a disease, so she can't work anymore. So to lose my livelihood was a, a double whammy. It wasn't easy, but we've figured things out and, and we're okay. And with time, I, I realized that the, that from the Janis Joplin song, um, you may know, um, the um, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Mm. and and uh, the Bobby McGee song. And I realized that at my age, they've taken away my job. What do I have to lose if I stand on principle and say, hold on a second. This is a government that lies to us all the time. They did right through the COVID period, all the absurd restrictions and punishments of dissenters They've done, they did so through a trucker convoy to protest, in particular to protest these restrictions. They, they're doing something right now, which is to bring about um, legislation called the Online Harms Act. So they're, what they're doing is censoring people's social media and threatening them with life imprisonment or fines up to $70,000. If somebody says what what you've said to be harmful in some way. So it's, it's a government that, and I love the way you talk. It's a government that is, I'm not sure if it's doing so wittingly, consciously, but all it's really managing to reinvent is communism. And we all saw how that turned out. Yes. Yes. And um, it's interesting because uh, before we met, uh, I just watched the, the Jews media came out another satire about the Australian government and the Whistleblower Act. We know that they will never act for Julian Assange. We know that. And there are a list of people. And uh, we can say, and I'm going to use this word, I don't want to hurt people. I don't. I want to hurt the American empire, not the people. But uh, the UK, Canada... Australia and many other countries became the bitch of the American empire. They do their own biddings. And uh, I know that you teach history. And uh, I found it's very fascinating. Up until the early 70s, the whole world looked like 
more and more red. There was no way to stop the red down all around. And then in 71, 73, something changed. And it is connected to many, many other economical and other shifts. But the tide started to change in the early 70s and ended in the late 80s. This is why we have more freedom. This is why we have a chance to see each other from both sides of the Atlantic right now, because technology is now freely shared. That time we had COCOM list, we had many, many other things. Interestingly enough, what was called the pulse of the, or the heart of the world, for example, New York was named as the vibrating pause or heart, the junction of the world. And New York has become a communist city or state. There is no way to reason it is not a communist way they live. Of course, they have propaganda, but that propaganda is also a communist way. They were taught by actually East Germans, East German secret agents, how to utilize that one. Now, every blue state is red. What is kind of crazy. For example, Canada, which was a refuge for so many people who were born behind the Iron Curtain, or who were expats, or who were just simply too poor even to become an expat. And they flew there. Yes, of course, there are always people who misuse the system. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who really found a new home, they were accepted. For example, Gabor Mate is one of them. And Gabor Mate had a chance to give back to the world because he really reinvented himself there. And now when we see the Marmalade Trudeau, and I'm going to use this word, I don't want to give him other words. You see, he's a puppet. Somebody is absolutely up in his arse so much. And if we look at even his, I don't know, challengers, it looks like a uniparty. What's more, you mentioned the trucker convoy, you mentioned the lockdowns, the pandemic, and so on. There were no real protests. There were a few people who were really loud, but major of the people just let this pressure to push them down. And I think this is the real reason why these communist hyenas felt that the soft red dawn can be implemented now in Canada. You mentioned this new regulations, this new law. UK, Ireland, France, and many other countries have similar laws now that we are not allowed to talk, we are not even allowed to think, to talk about think right now, or have the right for information. And I think the reason of that is because people are shying away from getting to know the real truth, the meaningful responsibility taking is missing. And I think one of the reasons why you felt yourself alone in your fight in the beginning was that people were not educated or brave enough to utilize their freedom. Well, I think that's a wonderful thing. I I would love to respond to what you said by bringing different elements. The mentioned New York, New York, the, the, um, the New York Times made a, had a very big headline one day about the mass grave and all these murdered children in the city of Kamloops, which begins my my story. And they haven't retracted the story. They modified it a little bit, but they haven't retracted it. There were no bodies found. There never have been any bodies found. So so my story, it's a, to me, it's very provincial, parochial. It's not earth-shattering. And yet, news of how bad Canada was and how bad our system was, how bad our democracy was, went around the world. So people everywhere knew about Canada apparently murdering indigenous people, its native people. And, and it's, uh, so it's kind of interesting. You ask yourself, well, why would they want to discredit all our institutions? Why would they want to think that the Canada that, that I grew up in and others is so bad? 
and, and of course, I'm the first to admit that we can always reform our institutions. We can always do better. But that's not what these, I think, neo-communists are, are looking at. They, they want to throw it all out. It's decolonization. It's deconstructionism. It's de-everything. It's taking away and starting again. And then you look at their ideas. And all their ideas is shifting the, you know, the deck chairs in the Titanic. It's, it's this idea that, oh, we just need different people at the top. We need a different race of people. We need a different religion. We do need, and, and, uh, and then everything's going to be fine. Well, that, that doesn't offer us any hope whatsoever. I think if we destroy these institutions in the Western world, and Canada has long been a very free country, there, what guarantee is there that we're going to continue to live in a free country? What Trudeau has done since being elected in 2015 is take away people's freedoms. He's a guy that calls anybody who disagrees with him a racist, misogynist, alien. Just, it just, it's just interesting. He's just openly defamatory. We're anti this and anti that. If we hold on to what we consider to be values, which are democratic and rational, part of the Enlightenment. I was reading the other day that there is a government directive in the province where I live, British Columbia, but it's I've also heard that it's right across Canada of words that we're no longer supposed to use. Now I'm not talking about words like manhole or or mankind. I'm talking about words like Canada. Apparently, the word Canada and the word British Columbia um, are no longer um, acceptable because it doesn't represent, because Canada is indigenous. Therefore, it, it really should be called something else. And a lot of people use the, the, the absurd term, turtle island, as though Canada is an island. And of course, it doesn't look like a turtle. It's just nonsense. And British Columbia apparently doesn't make recent immigrants comfortable because it has the word British in it and then has the word Columbus. Now, if I may just say quickly, one of the things that an education does provide one with is an understanding of the importance of, of history in understanding the modern world. If you take the British out of British Columbia, then we're taking out part of our past. And it was the British that formed the, the colony um, in, in, in 1858, the, the province in 1871, it was the British. This, everything about British Columbia, including our capital city, Victoria, is British. Now, I know, obviously, other groups had a role with indigenous people, Chinese working on our railways. Uh, the French were the first Europeans to get out to the West. So, of course, there are many different people, but the British had the lead role. And then, of course, for Columbia... If it weren't for Columbus, it would have been a lot later that a third, the Americas, a third of the world would have been discovered. So what, what I found in communism, and I'm no expert, I'm not Eastern European like some of my friends who may be watching this, um, who have a, a closer understanding of, of what it was like to live under an authoritarian regime. But one thing I do know is it's Orwellian, that people work to whoever controls the, the, the old expression, you know, the, the, whoever controls um, the present controlled the past and whoever controls the past controls the future. And I, and I think controlling the past is easier if you can rewrite it in a way that serves common interests. So what Trudeau and a lot of these post-nationalists do, and I think people, I think he's, he's a guy who, who is from a young age, he's been fascinated by communism. His family is very close to the Castro family. He went to the funeral of, of Castro's brother. His father was very close to Fidel Castro. The, the, this, you know, Justin Trudeau praising at one time the Chinese government for its, for its basic dictatorship. Um, so it's, it's really quite a disturbing thing. But just again, from my perspective, is a little bit of a nobody. Um, but someone who has some authority, because I'm, I have a doctorate and I've lived a long time and I understand well the educational history of our country, that what Trudeau is doing, not just with education, but in other fields, what he's doing is he's 
changing people's understanding of it to serve his end, to show that everything's broken. Therefore, you need to have someone like me, you know, this tall white savior who's going to come in with his nice smile and his fancy socks, follow me, everybody. And all he's doing is building on divisions and resentments. And I think he's he's going to create ultimately civil war. Um, if he, Not that he's going to last in power, but if he did last in power, because he's got people... Groups of people, uh, a beautiful expression I read yesterday saying that our first commitment ought to be to all humans. Our second commitment ought to, this is a book from, you might have Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay wrote the cynical theories, but the, um, but it was this idea that our first commitment is to all of us and our second commitment to the different groups, the different cultural groups, religious groups, whatever. Um, ideological groups, but it's being reversed with people at Trudeau. That what it is, it's all commitment to certain groups based on on absurd things like race, because we're all mixed and and um, there's no way of really deciding what is a pure race or how one person is different genetically from another person, and it's just anyhow nonsense. But I just find it quite an interesting thing that it's a very much a, a program of division. Yes, um, in a way, it's ridiculous. And uh, if it wasn't your life, it, if you weren't in that country, uh, if the world wouldn't uh, have been affected so much by the shinigans happening there, uh, we would laugh on this. There is a there is a person who this marmalade who is a puppet and plays dress up in Nazi clothes. In any other normal country, when something like that, even from the past, comes out, not just a blackface, that person resigns and serves the moral justification, prison time, and then comes back. So at least to have some spine. I don't know the person. He seems to have family. Oh no, not anymore. Something is happening. And you mentioned that he is China-backed. He is China-owned. More and more investigative reporters point out that certain institutions supporting that cabinet are directly financed from China. And uh, a lot of lot of things are coming to the surface. What came to mind that, yes, communism is always about... Uh, I mean, this is the international, I said that, let's uh, erase completely the past. Yeah, This is how they start. Yeah, You mentioned change the names. How come France, the name from the Franks, and that was like a thousand years ago, but there are no Franks there. Half of them are Muslim and Arabs. They are not changing the name for anything else. Yeah. So why would they do that? Because they stand to get more still than, for example, the Canadians. Canada is famous for inventing, for example, the fighter jets or the space program. Who did that? Was there the grizzly bear or who did that? You know, it is a complex, basically, bought all this program from there because uh, Canada couldn't finance more the fighter, uh, fighter jet development programs. So I, I wonder, and, and I, I wanted to make a difference here, all right? I love Native people. I love First Nation people. I don't know what word is good to use these days, all right? By a couple of decades ago, it was okay to call Indians. Now we can't call that. So maybe next time I can't call my cat a cat. I don't know. I think there is a difference. So the people who are descendants from before the time of the, I don't know, couple of hundred years ago, the so-called white people. But what is a white people? There's no white people. There's no white people. Came from Europe there. I don't think they are necessarily uh, the same who are getting drunk, abusive, and having all the narcissistic tendencies and criminal activities against their own families or, or doing anything in the name that, oh, I can't do it because I am a native person here, so I am protected. So I think there is a difference between this classical, more romantic version of uh, First Nation people and what uh, you are facing with in the newspapers or who are challenging when you are saying that, hey, look at the facts. In communism, there are no facts. In communism, there are perceptions and mob lynching. 
and you you are expected to think in a way, speak in a way. So Janitsyn said he was not put in uh, to the gulag because what he said, but what he thought. And that is the next step. Now you have difficulties because you said something what is not the official agenda. The next step will be if this is not stopped, if people are not saying that, hey, let's hold on a second. Yes, all right, you are a First Nation people, you are a native, whatever you want to call yourself. But before that, you hit your children. You are a drunk. You are an addict. So first, get your act together and let's we can talk. Yeah. So what, what I, if I may just step in there and say to you, the last thing I said was Trudeau creating division. Yes. And the Romans did that. And of course, most autocrats do that. They, the plan is to divide and conquer. And uh, so if I could just explain for a minute how indigenous, how Indian people, native people fit into this divide and conquer. So what Trudeau's doing is he's created an electoral base for himself, which doesn't include people like me, old, white, straight males. It's he's he's got the Muslims, he's got the Native people, he's got um, black people, he's got um, people of, of a certain demographic. He's really giving a lot of programs, a lot of money to people of, of low income, and I'm not saying I'm opposed to that. But he anyhow, he has his his groups that he really serves. And the rest of the people aren't well served under his government. And, um, and, and it doesn't seem to matter up till now, because although he hasn't got majority governments in the last two elections, it does seem, in, in the last election, sorry, it does seem that, um, that he, uh, you know, he's, he's got a formula that's somewhat successful. So once you divide Canada, and once you, as I said earlier as well, discredit our institutions and make it seem as though Canada isn't worth anything, you talked about France, and the word France comes from the German word meaning free. And I think the French people are very proud of their, their, their basic values that were forged in the revolution of 1789. Well, Canadians are equally proud of um, uh, a newborn of what we have always had as a country. It's free, it's tolerant, it's fair, it's, it's competitive, it's, it's based on merit. And, and diversity and all these things. And now Trudeau's coming in and he's bringing in an alien set of values saying that what we really need, and this is the bringing in the native people, what we really need is to change the group of people who are leading the country. Of course, he's a hypocrite because he's a straight white um, male himself. But, the, um, but he's saying the problem is us, problem is our institutions, problem is our past. All our ancestors were bad people and so forth. Therefore, what we're going to do is we're going to anoint, we're going to raise up as in as some, some sort of holy office, anyone who's indigenous or black or inter, or gay or trans or anybody who's intersectional. We're going to take these people, people from groups that have been badly served in the past, and we're going to raise them up. And, um, and it's really interesting with Muslims because I don't see Muslims as a group that have been spending a lot of the last thousand, thirteen hundred years being being badly treated. I think they spent much of the last thirteen hundred years conquering people and badly treating non-Muslims, which is why you've got a number of countries like Syria and, and Turkey and and uh, we go around the world that are that weren't Muslim that are now Muslim and um, Indonesia and on on and on, uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan. These were uh, weren't. Muslim countries. So, and the same with Israel. Anyhow, so um, so you, there was a time, of course, where there were no Muslims in Israel, and um, and and so we've got this idea of of you're you're creating a new world where you're giving the power, and not in a fair and a meritorious way. You're doing um, you're doing it in an unfair way. You're just simply saying these people are bad, these people are better, and we're going to lift them up into positions of. Of, of rule. And, and that's what we got in Canada. There's so many of our schools, of our, of our legal societies, of our corporations, on and on are being run, or certainly um, increasingly so, by people who are, again, intersectional, who are non, non-white Christian males and so forth. And um, so what you've done is you've created society. So what, where are they going with this? 
what is better? I'm open to the idea of better. If you, you say to me right now something that's in disagreement with what I'm saying, but it's better than what I've thought, then I'd be open to it. Exactly. But all these people do is they talk, all they're about is destruction. They're going to destroy our free speech. And, and, and just an example in there, because I started this, we were talking about this idea of, of Trudeau and this new, right now in Canada, this new online harms act. This uh, is now, it's not, it hasn't been voted on, but he's got a majority now because the NDP party and other political party has signed it, done a deal with him because so both Trudeau and the leader of the NDP can get full pensions and um, government pensions. So they're going to, you know, they're going to prop each other up for a while yet, which is probably another year, year and a half, and then we're going to have an election. But what Trudeau's doing is he's just making it impossible for people to you saw, said a few moments ago, but they're not just controlling our speech; they're controlling Solzhenitsyn, our our thoughts. This is what Trudeau and his people are doing. This is what the woke do. They're saying everything that you are saying to someone like me is is offensive. It's it's harmful. It's 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 not. It's racist on and on. It's phobic. It's all these things. Therefore, don't say this and don't say that and don't say that as well. And the list builds and builds. And as I said to you earlier, now people are not supposed to say British Columbia or Canada. And Canada is a native word. It's from the Iroquois, meaning meaning village or villages. So it's just it's an extraordinary thing. And that people go along with this. We, we have an innate tendency as human beings to be conformists, to just want to fit in. And you said to me earlier about your own mother um, not really being comfortable with freedom once the the iron grip of the Soviets was taken away because people aren't used to it. It's amazing how many people are are frightened by the idea that they are free to chart their own course through life. And, and yet, to me, those that have tasted it, growing up in Canada, I know what freedom is. And I had freedom of thought and expression and all these things. And I'm not going to give it up. And I'm not going to let politicians and most importantly as a teacher i'm not going to allow these people including my own employer which is which has done everything to ruin me not just fire me but to write all these horrible things and try and completely destroy me reputation and then i have a regulatory body in british Columbia who wants to cancel my teaching certificate for life what these people are doing is they're lying to children not just about in our canadian history indigenous history um, and and or about how indigenous people are today, where they have lots of problems, and it's not because of of Canadian societies, because of the way they organize their own societies, but the, all the gender stuff, all the race stuff, all the censorship of literature, the falsification of history generally, all the lowered standards, all the kids no longer being challenged in schools. We don't have marks and essays, and and um, and and kids really having to compete. Every kid gets an A, every or if there's even letter grades. So it's just, an, it's just, it's a big problem. And I'm very grateful uh, to people like you because we speak the same language, which is watch out, folks, because these people are coming for your freedoms. Exactly. A few things came to my mind. And even yesterday and before yesterday, I, I was thinking that why was I preparing uh, for a meeting that um, it's all about connection. It's fantastic that you mentioned that Canada means village. I tell you why. More than 80% of the humanity now lives in urbanized areas. We, humans, are not designed to be cut off from the nature. We are not. Absolutely. We live an insulated life with our shoes on the concrete, on the tarmac, we, we, with our clothes. We don't touch trees. We don't harmonize with things. We, we, we can't even see the sky because of the pollution anymore. Yes, a few people still can, but less and less can. Uh, we, we, we don't lay down in the forest or in the meadow anymore. We don't meditate. And I'm not talking about big spiritual things. I'm talking about having a carrot pulled out and eaten there, just on the spot. And this is my thing. So what it means, we can't connect to the right vibration, inner and outer, neither. Canada is uh, indigenous in many, many ways. But what does it mean if there are, like, your ancestors been there for a few hundred years? Is it enough indigenous now? How far we should go back? 
You mentioned the, the Arabs. After the Cold War, there was a notion that, hey, let's be there. If it is not finished the right way, then the Cold War too will come, but this time it will be fought against the Arabs. And I'm not talking about a religion, I'm talking about a phenomenon when a certain group of people are using communist techniques and an invasional uh, attitude for things. And once again, it's not against people like you, I, and there is no, I don't believe there are skin colors. I can't see them. I see beautiful people because there are souls. And that what matters. But if somebody is a rapist, if somebody is a pedophile, if somebody is a, a drunk and hitting a kid or doing even worse, a murderer, I don't care where that person comes from. That person is unfit to go into the society. Same way, if a politician doesn't have a spine, but it behaves like a marmalade, people like Trudeau, they have no right to be in the society in that aspect where they are feeling their position in. Turning back to the point, it's like village, kind of there's a village. I think because people are not getting the right tuning to this zero, to this zen, to this peace inside and outside with the nature, I think people living in the countryside, they don't have a better life than in the city. I don't say that. I think it's a hard life too, but at least there is something to hold on. And because people are always in a stressful situation because of the radiation, because of the noise, because of the bad food, I mean, many things. It's so easily they are triggered. Also, you mentioned, and this, it, it is, all comes together, you mentioned the school system, how it is being changed. It is not changing, it is being changed. And in not the right way. Schools should be like a second home. Schools should be something, a safe place, but not in a way as it is called now these days. It should be a safe space for developing the human mind to be curious, uh, to be to be something more and amaze yourself and others. And let's go and conquer the stars. That should be schools about. And uh, also, it is not happening now. So, I think the reason why majority and other people are allowing, because this is happening, they are allowing Trudeau's and the other communists to take over, is very simple. It's shame. It's shame pushed down so deep, because everybody knows to some extent that they should do different, they should have done different. Therefore, they are feeling bad and they don't want to confront themselves with the thing that they should go and grow and be more mature and uh, admit that, hey, I was wrong. I should grow. Uh, a tree grows faster if you put a smaller stone on the top of that, like a palm tree. This is what we should do with children. I am not the fan of grading like, you know, it, like, it would, like children would be meat. But yes, they should be given some tasks. How can you have more muscles with more training? I don't want to see my kids at home. I want my kids to be on the top of the tree. And if they break their leg, well, that happens. I don't want them to do that, but of course they have to learn in practice. I don't want them to use uh, digital stuff, digital farming. I want them to plant the seed. And I want them to know that, hey, are you hungry? Well, that takes time. So, and, and that's, that's the way. And turning back to the thing, so I think one of the fundamental reasons why Canada is failing, it is plummeting, I think it, it hasn't reached the bottom yet, is because people... Starting from the, I will call this the education system. It's not education, it's a education system. Um, they are carrying a greater and greater shame. And they do everything and anything in the power, not to fix this, but to wheel and insulate themselves. Therefore, they are more suspected for communist ideas. And uh, let's be honest, communists are very smart to have the propaganda. This is why it is happening. This is why the stupidity is winning. When you say, look, this is not there. But people say, but that is there. But look, there is no evidence. So you have an X5 situation now without Fox Mulder that, hey, there is no thing. Oh, but the government says there is there. So it's funny. Yes, and it's a little bit joke because X5 was made in Vancouver. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> but, but if I could just... Um say to you here that I, I don't believe and I have studied history to, to a great extent is 
many older people have, and I don't believe there's any ideology that gets credit for creating the country that, in my view, is a beacon to many others, which is why so many immigrants. We take in more immigrants per, per capita than anywhere else in the world. But I think people want to come here for lots of reasons, and we should be proud of that. Um, but I don't think it was built on any ideology. I think the Christian faith had a great role for a long, long time. But I don't think when you look at our institutions and you look at our rule of law, or if you look at any anything that really defines Canadians, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily Christian. In some ways, it's not Christian at all. Um, I I think it's um, I think Canada is being raised on reason, mm. on a lot of people over a long time, making sense of of life in this frontier in this in this world, with Indigenous and non-Indigenous, and try to do what we all try and do and make life a little better for themselves. And it began with first peoples here um, trading with the Europeans coming across and the Europeans depended on the indigenous people for the very survival, not just for their commercial products, but the very survival in many cases. And then over time, the indigenous people, and it continues to be the case, have depended on Europeans or people of European stock for their survival. I think it's, it's a mutual struggle. I think life is hard for for all of us and for all communities, particularly back in time in a place like Canada where the temperature can be very low in winter and and the bugs can be awful in the summer and wild animals one thing after another. It's not an easy place to create a modern society. But now we have all these gleaming cities with beautiful hospitals and universities and recreation facilities and uh, sport arenas. We have something that's and parks and nature in Canada is full of, of you know, of, of so many beautiful um, wilderness areas. And so we've got something here. I don't, I think any ideology is frightening. I think any, because what it does, it requires people not to think for themselves. The goal of a school and a society is for people in them to think better. They don't think better if they have a religious doctrine like Islam or if they have a political doctrine like communism or if they have some sort of recent amalgam of the two <laughs> called wokeism. None of that offers much at all. And, 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 and a lot of it is very, very dangerous and, and, and absolutely deplorable. Um, because it talks about taking away rights of people and it talks about violence and revolution and all these things and destruction and deconstruction as we talked about earlier and decolonization, de this, de that. And what it really ought to be about is people sitting together and recognizing we have a lot of problems and doing our best to, re again, to reform our bodies, our institutions, our communities um, to make them better, not to throw them away, not to get rid of all Europeans out of Canada and give the land back to people who themselves stole land. There's no indigenous grouping in Canada that's on the land that it's on today, 500 years ago. That is complete nonsense. They were constantly warring and killing and, and committing and wiping out each other and moving. And the biggest groups in Canada are weren't even Canadian. And there are two groups in particular, the Sioux, became, because of the horse culture and the, and the prairies 200 years ago, became all powerful and the horse being brought over, as you know, by Cortez and the Europeans, starting in 1492, they became all powerful and they wiped out all sorts of other groups and expanded even into Canada in 1877. And, uh, and people are calling them First Nations. What do you mean? My people were here long before the Sioux. And then we have the Iroquois, who are traditionally... In, in, in New York and other areas in the U.S. And, uh, and they, they expanded with the coming of the Europeans and the French Indian Wars and so on. They expanded into Ontario and into Canada. They're not First Nations. They haven't been here very long. Many of them didn't come over until the end of the War of 1812. So it ended in 1814. So, and, and my British, you know, Scottish and Irish ancestors and some French in me and some Viking, but mostly British, uh, Irish, Scottish, French, 
um, my people were here, you know, the French came to Canada first. And as you know, the first city in Quebec City was founded in 1608. So we're well over 400 years of French people living in Canada, but under 200 years of Iroquois and Sioux people living in Canada. So I, I think if people want to interpret anything about me as being racist or I'm against this or against that, I would say, no, I'm like my friend, um, Neil Bourne, who's saying that you like all people, that you, that everyone's got a soul, everybody matters. As I said earlier, that's my commitment to all of humanity. It's not to this group or that group. I'm proud Canadian, but the moment Canada does something to me that isn't, in my view, right for me or for others, then I'm an opponent. I'm an adversary in my own country. And I am to some extent now. I think Canada is going in the wrong direction and I'm very public about it. And I lost my job in fighting some of the really bad decisions, particularly in schools, that our, that our governments have been taking. So I'm with you, man. Yes, and uh, let's go a little bit deeper and more detailed. But first of all, anybody who wants to support you, I think they can find you on X, uh, formerly Twitter. And I think support can f have a lot of forms, not only necessarily money, but no nobody says no to money, of course, especially if somebody's a spineless politician like the Marmalade Trudeau. But the thing is, conversation we mentioned this before i think if we have an engaging conversation with somebody with whom we don't agree 100 percent will not devalue ourselves it will evolve our own understanding it will make us stronger if we are challenged the right way and thomas sowell challenged me a lot you know uh, with his books. Uh, he writes about uh, the warring uh, indigenous, so-called indigenous people in Canada. It was never a fair fight. You mentioned the seals because somebody had different lands. Somebody that, and uh, people forget this and they, they only focus on the present uh, post-industrial revolution version of everything. And uh, somehow they feel a lack of the energy to dig deeper and people who don't dig deeper, they can't see the roots, the real fibers, the real texture of their own existence. So they become rootless. Any person, any animal without roots is ruthless. This ruthlessness shaped so many forms all around the world. Now in Canada too, because that is not right if a preacher, a pastor is saying a public sermon to serve the people in a tarmac and then he is raided by the SWAT police or whatever and now is being under control and so on to to not just alienate the people but to create fear so have self-censorship. It is not right when you are from top down you are confiscated from your livelihood. You are you are not uh, allowed to teach. You are threatened like Jordan Peterson that your license is being taken away, and uh, and if you don't have the the means, like Trump down in New York right these days to fight back, you don't have the connections to fight back. What you have, you only have the grassroots. You only have the real people. And as far as I recall, doesn't mind what kind of Western countries we examine. Uh, in the last 100, 150 years, always the grassroots, the small communities stood for the right things. They stood for those things what the government never did. If it was the Ellis Island, uh, you remember for that 30, 40 years, that was terrible what happened to those people if they survived the road. Yet only the people of, they were also poor, everybody was poor in Manhattan that time. And they have these people, they stood up, they fed them. And uh, that's the thing that we should understand that living a life in the 21st century, it is not like living a life of the Jetson family, what was promised us in the 60s. It is requiring us to take more responsibility and more action, but not actions. Going and marching under a banner, it is easy. Protesting after a football game, it is easy. Or in your case, ice hockey, I know. Doing our own job to first of all, 
to know what we are, who we are, and what do we really feel and think, or maybe to admit that we don't know shite about anything, that is the most fearful and most meaningful job for everybody before we want to have a better world for each other. Yeah, I um, I like to hear you. I love everything you have to say. The anthropologist Margaret Mead talked about what you were saying, that um, they say that a small group of committed citizens can't change the world, and yet that's all that ever has. And and, and I'm somebody who'd be invited onto your show today, and I'm honored to be doing it. And some people might think, well, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. And um, and that's all I was. Nobody, not only nobody heard about me, but I was, I was, it was out of work, and um, and lots of terrible things were being said about me, and my life looked pretty, pretty bad a few years ago, and then a year ago I was officially fired and without income, and um, and I'm doing this without taking any money. I've, people have offered me money, and I've said no because I'm, I'm okay because I'm I'm an older teacher and I have a pension and Canada gives some money to older people. And so I'm fine. And, um, so I'm, um, like that Bobby McGee song I mentioned to you before we, this broadcast began, there's a lovely line sung by Janis Joplin that freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. I have nothing left to lose. And people said to me years ago, including people in my own union and saying, if you go up against the government, if you go up against an employer, if you go up against anybody with more power than you, it's the hill you're going to die on. It doesn't matter what your principles are. Oh, you're lovely. Oh, my gosh. You think you're doing something that's morally right. No one's going to care. You're just going to be out of work. You'll never teach again. And I said back then, I said, the hill that you say I'm going to die on is um, the hill that I'm going to do my best teaching. So I lost my teaching job. But now I have over 10,000 people. Um, following me on Twitter, I've had a number of articles, uh, 20 to 30 articles just in the last uh, couple of years published. I am having an influence and, and I'm having an influence because I've come to my own, my own thinking um, when everything was being taken away from me is what really matters to me. And I realized in the end, it matters more to me not to be a teacher and be on my knees and to be a slave to some ugly ideology like wokeism, these, again, these neo-communists who are taking over institutions in the Western world. I, what matters most to me is that I, I and others have the ability to be true to ourselves. As long ago, um, Polonius said to Laertes in Hamlet, and, and I'm being true to my to, to my values and, and included in those values is that children should not be lied to. They should not be lied to about Canada's past. They should not be lied to about indigenous people, indigenous people. I wish them well, just like every group, uh, but I have absolutely no time uh, for their posturing that they're all their problems of today are not a result of Europeans being in, in the Americas. It's the opposite that they were given literacy and numeracy and indoor plumbing and heating and all sorts of wonderful things like cell phones and plane travel. They're given all these things. Most importantly, things like hospitals and, and child services and one thing after another, they were giving things to, to make their lives better. And they should, they should be appreciate that. And they should ask other Canadians and our governments to, to lift them up further and not be part of Trudeau's game of trying to tear everything down and blaming everybody. And, and and the most frightening thing for me in Canada right now is you've got provincial governments and the federal government and, and there, our court system, our, our, our Supreme Court of Canada, but many courts, giving more and more rights over to people based on race. So if you're an Indigenous Native person and you commit a crime, you're going to get a lower sentence or no sentence. That doesn't protect Indigenous children or women. If those monsters get put back in their isolated communities and they drink and do drugs and, and they beat or kill more people, it's just absolutely absurd. And it's not going to make a better Canada when one group of people based on race, and they're all mixed anyway, some indigenous people probably have less indigenous blood than, than, than people I know, including some people in my own family. 
My own son from my wife's side of the family is part Yakut, which is indigenous to Siberia. So it depends how you even define indigenous. My point is nothing that Trudeau and our current government in Canada represents and many of the provincial governments and the political left is, is in any way of value. It is destructive. It's creating a system where they're going to say, we're going to be so good to, to indigenous people and to Muslims and to blacks and all these other groups. We're going to give them rights that we're not giving other people. And indigenous people are soon going to have, they, won't, they don't pay taxes when they live on the reserves. They get free uh, health care, dentistry, uh, pharmacy, um, university tuition. Their kids don't pay a dime. And, and they get all these rights. And then they now they get paid under the table every time there's resource development in their community or near their community or maybe 500 miles away from their community. If they say, oh, we, we used to hunt over there. It's just an absolute madness what's happening in the Western world. We're losing our sense of what really matters. People um, were created equal. Go back to the American Constitution. Um, people were created equal. As you said earlier, everybody has a soul. Everybody matters. So stop treating people differently on these disgusting, socially constructed, arbitrary categories like race or gender or religion. Indeed. And uh, pitting people against each other, I think will make in the, not even the long run, even the short run, the indigenous people, the victim of the system. Nothing what the government gives you for free is never free. There is a big price for that always. And it will take a toll. And it will also create, it, I think it is already creating a, a second layer of the society, which is invisible to the power. And people will trade under the radar. People will do things under the radar. And also, it's a heretic idea what I'm going to tell here. There is no government. There is no government. There is no court system. There is no police. I tell you why. Because they are just fellow human beings coming from the same kindergarten that you were. So just because they have a job you are paying for with your taxation, with your property tax, with your chimney tax, with your dog tax, with your shopping at jeans, with everything, they are being paid by you. You don't need them. They need you. A slave owner needs slaves more than the slaves need the slave owner. That's the whole system here. And this is why it is disrupted. The knowledge, the willingness to know these things is disrupted because it's fearful. Oh my God, what would happen if free people would decide for themselves as it happened a couple of thousand years ago and in many, many other places in the world. And uh, some stamps of different religions also came out from that before it was hijacked, like the Christianity was hijacked by the Romans and many other things. But you mentioned the children. I tell you this one, okay? So now let's go full. Let's, let's have an open discussion about that. I am for the children. I think children are not property, neither for the parents nor for the government. But the main caretaker is also a spiritual caretaker. We don't live in a village system anymore where people could look after our tribal system more to each other's children and give more and more influence or input. But still, there are the parental roles. And parental roles require a parent saying, that, yes, I hear you, I get you, or please explain me more because I don't get you. But whatever big decisions you think you want to make in your life, let's make sure you are ready enough, well ready enough, educated, and you have grown to make that decision before you make. Nobody is forcing an Amish boy to be an Amish adult. They give chance, okay, go see the world, and you decide for yourself. It's not a cult. Now, what is happening except a very few countries in the world that it's told, oh, you feel like this? All right, from now on, you will be like this. It is not helping a child to say, hey, I want sweet and candy. Here is sweet and candy. And again and again and again. I never give to my children. I said, hey, you already had that the other day. Eat more carrots. Eat more things. 
or apples. And I also do that. Brush your teeth. But I also brush my teeth first. So stand together, stand firm. So if a child is saying that, oh, I feel like this, or I feel like that, it's okay. Because that's how you feel. It's not your, the truth and the reality. And acting upon the things, financing people to manipulate people's and children's mind to say, oh, this is the truth, and pitting them against their own caretaker parents and saying, okay, it's okay to chop down your breast, it's okay to take off your penis, it's okay to say, when you are like 10 years old, or puberty blockers, or this and that and And by now, enough time started to happen that detransitioning young adults are now saying that, okay, they are suing everybody who are who are advocates for these things because they were lied to. Because there are huge incentives, huge incentives for the medical providers and for the governments to to let these things uh, going on. And um, I don't know, this is hell. This is not only mental madness, this is literally hell. The worst nightmare to play with the reproductivity of a society. Putting parents to prison or probationary prison just because they say no to their children. You mentioned that uh, there were no mass graves. Same story. I think it's the same batch of stupidity and mental craziness. So anyway, this is my rant. Bruno, but I love what you're saying is that, you know, whatever the two of us have gotten to know each other a little bit, but you certainly haven't got any sense of me as somebody that doesn't want to do right by children. So I'm, I love what you said about parents don't own their children. On the other hand, neither these school groomers who are pushing homosexuality and transsexuality and even puberty blockers and, and hormonal drugs and other hormonal drugs and, and surgery and the mut- their own mutilation. Neither side is right. The side that's right are the people that are standing back and thinking what's best for children, and are also listening to children. I know that there is something that's called, you know, the, the, um, the gender dysphoria. I know that exists. There are some kids who grow up feeling that they're in the wrong body. What is the percentage? The percentage is one in maybe something like, I think it's five in 100,000, five in 100,000. And, and now there are teachers who have five in their own class or certainly many schools that have more than five in, in every grade. So we know this is not something that's natural. What we need to do is to stop using children to serve our own interests. That children are born with the right to grow up strong and healthy and have the good things in life that the two of us have been able to enjoy. Or more. And what what these these new fascist communists are doing, anyone who again who is to me is is thrusting an ideology upon children, who's not al- allowing them to think for themselves, to think better, to come to their own interpretations of history or whatever, to think or their own understanding of their own sexuality. Don't confuse the kid. Let the kid figure that out. And it's probably best to wait until the kid's an adult, by the way. And, and in my case, if Canadian schools long ago that were designed to help Indigenous children were full of pedophiles and murderers, then that, was, that would be wrong. And that should never happen again. There should be compensation. But if it turns out that those schools were, were staffed by people who had good intentions, and, and for the most case, gave these kids a leg up in life, um, modernity, English language, numeracy, and so forth, gave them a chance to, to make it in this world, then we need to be truthful. And if a kid, if a kid I'm teaching goes, no, I disagree with you, uh, Mr. McMurtry, I still think that we were wrong to put kids in schools, in some cases away from parents, or put schools where the teachers were Christian, and they were talking about their religion, or we were wrong because we didn't feed them the best meals possible, or we forced them to cut their hair when they had lice, or they, they couldn't wear the same clothes they were in all summer when they came to school. And so I would say to the child, 
a good point. I, I would say, yeah, but I say, but the bigger picture, what I'm offering to them is that there's much more good than bad. And you should consider that. But in the end, it's for them to make up their own minds. Indeed. But yet they need to be presented. And that's what's wrong with fascism, communism, and wokeism, and all these ugly isms. Is it somebody at the top telling people how to think? And it's usually people at the top, like Trudeau, who's got the mentality of a teenager, who's got the, the, the educational development of, in my view, someone much younger than his chronological age. It, it, it should be, if people are going to take direction, they should be free to decide who they're going to take direction from. And it should be from somebody who's clearly wise, like, as you said a couple of times, Thomas Sowell, who is a black academic who was challenged all the time. But he just, day after day, he came out with pearls of wisdom. There are people like that. And, and kids need to learn about them. They shouldn't grow up being not being challenged and not being um, tested in their thinking. And that's what schools do wrong. They say, oh, make them safe. Don't emotionally harm them. No, no, kids need to be challenged. If they're doing something wrong or thinking something that's, that makes no sense, is not factual, then we need to tell them that. And that's all I did. And I can't stay much longer just because I've, um, my daughter's giving birth. She just gave birth to a child. But if I could just say that um, uh, the... Um, she went in at 7.30 my time, and it's now um, uh, around uh, 10.30 my time, um, but the, um, to, to the hospital to do a cesarean. So it's, it's likely. And then, but, I, but I just, um, it's just such a, a, a wonderful, wonderful person, child. And then just the one thing that, that I love here where this conversation has come to is this idea of the two of us, are committed to doing this right, not just for ourselves, but, but for others. And, and obviously children are the ones that are most vulnerable and most in need of our, of our care and attention. And, and, and maybe old people too, but certainly children. So when I go into a classroom, I never feel I get everything right. I never feel that I've had a perfect day, that I've been good to every student, that I've done everything in my power. But most days I walk out feeling that I did something of value for somebody or for a few kids, that it made a little bit of a difference. Now teachers go into school and they're being told to do things like land acknowledgements every day about how it's not our land and, and white people are committing genocide still, or white people are racist toward anyone who's of darker skin, or white people are, you know, are, are elitist and they're taking on everybody's land and, and they, you know, they're just taking advantage of everybody, whatever it is. And, are, and they're, just, they're destroying the lives of transsexuals. Whatever they is, this, we are no longer doing our job, which is to get kids to think better. We are now being forced into being, in being foot soldiers or the dogs of, 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 the, of the, the elite. And the elite is the, is the worst elite in my lifetime. And that's not just in Canada. That because they're not interested in what's best for society. They're, they're more selfish and, and self-serving than I've ever seen before. Yes. And, I, and I, so what I did, this little old me, what I did is important. And you have recognized that. And thanks, man, for doing it. You've recognized it by having me in my, on, my, on your show. Because what I did is I made a decision. And the decision is it's more important for me to do what's right by children than to hold on to my, to my job. And once I lost my job, people stopped talking to me. My own family turned on me. Um, I received letter after letter of how bad I was. And, and the more I stood my ground, the worse it got for me. But I knew one day, one day that people would come and they would listen to me and they would realize that what I was saying was right. And what the others were doing and all this manipulation of children was wrong. And I think I'm there. I think I've already won. If I win no money, if I win nothing, not gonna, I'm never going to get my job back. But if nothing good comes to me, I still feel I've already won. And so that's true for others uh, as well who have taken a moral stance and something that needs to be done. 
because I think school authorities in Canada are going to think twice about brutalizing a teacher who actually knows more about they do and is and is truer to the pedagogical mission, which is to do right by children. And they are realizing slowly that what they are doing to serve their paymasters so they can get up into even higher paying jobs, what they have been doing is wrong. So I know they know that already. I know I have yes, one. Yes, indeed. It's all about role models. The kids are going the wrong direction because no good role models are. In the 70s, we had the classic American Western heroes in the role models or wherever earlier there and so on. And we are lacking them because that's having a can in a Barbie movie is not a role model. But uh, yes, I think it is the right way what you are doing. I appreciate your time that you give us again. And um, you know what I told you before? I am all in if you ever feel that having the wisdoms or the actual factual historical knowledge to put out to children for free, I will give you the platform um, and then people can go and direct it there. Children can check the reality and they can compare their notes from the state schools and they can decide. And if I could just leave you with, um, with another quotation um, from um, Burke. And that is, all it takes for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. And that's what I would like more teachers to do, more parents and more citizens, that we can't conform to something that we know we should never agree to. I know it's different in China or Russia or Saudi Arabia or many, or North Korea or many authoritarian states. But in the Western world, we still have the right to disagree, yes. to dissent. And, and I think people need to exercise it. I think you, this is a word you used earlier. I think people need to be braver. Yes, we all need to be braver, yes. And nothing is more fearful than a person who has nothing to lose. This has been the Neoborn and Andy a Human Show. 